Hi everyone, welcome to Getting Real with Real Estate with Karen Beffar of the Beffar team. This is week five, believe it or not. Thank you all those for your who have left feedback for us and comments. Any specific topic that you would like to see here, feel free to reach out. Instagram at the Beffar team. Okay, so just wanted to do a little bit of a recap. The first week we discussed a lot about the importance of getting a pre-approval. Not all pre-approvals are the same. And actually figuring out your financials. Many times, you know, well-meaning family members say, find a house and we'll help you figure it out. I hear that so, so often. And that's actually the worst advice to give. Because once someone finds a house and they're emotionally invested into it, and you actually can't come through, it's really painful. And it's just a lot of time wasted. It's a lot of letdown on everyone's side. I recently had a situation like that, that I was extremely hesitant to go forward for whatever reason. Um, a lot, you know, there were a lot of reasons for me to just say, okay, if, you know, the buyers wanted to move forward, move forward. And they were like very, very close to just finalizing the whole deal. And at the end, they had to pull back because a co-signer who thought they would be a co-signer said, oh, I can't do it last minute. And it was a very close family member who never, ever expressed any doubt. He was just basically nixing every house the buyers looked at. And then I was like, doesn't make sense. Like good homes are exactly what you're looking for at the perfect price. So that's so important to just figure out your numbers. Pretend you do have a house now and just figure it out. So the first week we discussed that, the process of you know pre-approval, how important it is, who you work with, and things like that. You know, continuing on to the second uh, podcast, we discussed different aspects of home buying, particularly making a list of what you're looking for and just being open-minded, specifically in looking at things that you weren't going to look at before. For example, we sold a home that the buyer said they'll never buy a house that's fully attached ever. Like it wasn't even a question. And in Brooklyn, there are many homes that are fully attached, especially if you want in a particular neighborhood and you have a specific budget, you have to budge somewhat. So at the end, they couldn't be happier. They're living near family. It was a great price. And bottom line, it worked for them. So that was podcast number two. Podcast number three, we had a guest speaker, Aria Brescher, a loan officer at FM Home Loans. He discussed in detail all about a pre-approval, the financials, and other important aspects of that. Last week, week number four, we had Stephen Perillis on, a real estate attorney, and we discussed all about the benefit of using an attorney that's specifically a real estate one as opposed to your cousin your nephew or a, an attorney that your own company provides sometimes at a discount and i mean discount in quotes because sometimes that discount is really not a discount it's like buying something that you see marked up at a hundred dollars which you know you'll never pay you're only paying 60. so a lot of times when you work in a corporation they provide you an attorney at a discount, but their discount is actually the standard going rate. And not necessarily are they equipped with real estate. I have every single week we have issues come up 
there was one issue that came up late last week regarding a co-op and the co-op wanted the buyer to like change numbers around and I was like what is going on over here and an attorney that's not necessarily experienced in it didn't see the problem but when we asked an experienced attorney they're like just run if an attorney you know if a co-op board and management could change things around there's so many other things they could change around so using a real estate attorney is so important so many aspects they know you know what's typical in deal what's not typical violations there's so many reasons and now this is podcast number five and I want to discuss a little bit about the actual when you're looking at homes just a little bit of home etiquette I guess I would call it and if you're coming in and the seller's living at home and they're there just remember like hi someone lives in the house you know you could be frustrated with the process or excited to see a house and you're super excited you call your mother and your family and your siblings you're on the phone and the family is living there sometimes not people don't sell for happy reasons you know it's always nice when a seller sells for happy reasons they're moving closer to family or you know after raising all their kids they want to downsize that's positive but not always is it positive so just be you know courteous make light chit chat not too many detailed questions and if there's a tenant living in there also especially if there's kids at home just be take take the tenants if the tenants open openly asking you questions or things like that you could answer but if they're just being quiet about it so you be quiet too you know you're coming into someone's house you're intruding it's invasive enough you know I have lived in homes years ago that twice that the seller wanted to seller sold it and it was so you know invasive my kids were so little then and the house had to be put together at a certain time you know just think think the actual agent think the tenant or the seller and sometimes it happens it happened this week too and we're all humans it happens that you know you as a buyer a real estate agent gives you an address you meet them there you go look at it and a month or two later or however long later you know addresses don't mean anything anymore because there's so many homes that you're looking at sometimes you you know you get mixed up with different addresses so if you're going if you parked outside of a home and you're like uh oh I saw this already with another agent just be open tell them tell your agent and say I actually didn't realize I saw it already knock on the seller's door thank them for their time and walk away just driving away you're noticing 10 minutes before while you're driving there oh I saw it already you know the seller prepared the house cleaned up came back home we had a situation this weekend totally it was the the whole heartache was totally avoid you know avoidable had the agent just knocked on the door and thanked the seller and it was totally a mistake they realized afterwards they should have done that so you as a buyer like you're looking you're at the stage that you got your pre-approval you know what you're looking for you're starting to look just be mindful of that and another thing once you're done looking at a home whether it's later on that evening or the next day or two days later once you you know thought it over and it's always nice to give feedback to the agent that showed it to you or if you're looking at it straight with the seller directly to the seller because people really want, genuinely want to know your feedback you don't have to give you know 10 paragraphs feedback a simple line 
always something positive about the house because there is always something positive about someone's house. And if you can't find it, find it. <laughs> so I would say starting off with something positive about the home and why specifically it wouldn't work for you. If it's a seller, you don't have to be that specific. You could just give it, you know, a one-liner and that's it. But if you're dealing with an agent and you want the agent to take you seriously, and then give a specific feedback like, hi, you know, hi, Karen. Thank you so much for your time. We actually love the block. We love the layout. We thought it would work for us. You know, the bedroom sizes are just too small and I can't see myself without an eat-in kitchen. Just something specific like that because sometimes I show homes and the only feedback I get, I always like to ask for feedback. And sometimes the feedback I get is, it's on the avenue. I'm not looking for on the avenue. And I'm thinking to myself, didn't you know based on the address, it was on an avenue? So, and then when I ask specifically and I inquire a little further, I realize that there are other things as a whole, but just by giving specific feedback, A, you know, it shows you're serious to the agent. It shows that this specific home didn't work for me for, you know, A, B, and C reasons. But I did like, you know, D, E, and F. And it helps me as a, as a broker. It helps me realize and filter out the buyers who I would leave my house at 8.30 at night to show them something. Because even though I showed them eight homes already, but when they give me feedback, they're really right. Like, I hear their feedback. I hear their thoughts. And you don't need to buy the ninth home I show you. But you do have to realize that if you're taking, if you're, if you're the type that likes to take your time on decisions and look at more homes to help you make your and decision, basically, it just helps the agent realize that you're serious. It helps, it helps the agent understand you as the buyer better. For example, I recently did a rental on a property and the I don't do rentals so often, but when I met this landlord and she was, you know, going through the home and I was looking at the layout, it was pretty unique in like the whole the whole layout and what it had to offer. And I remember like, you know, someone that was looking, a renter, called me up and specifically she was so clear, like it was crystal clear what she was looking for. And she's like, I'm not going to waste my time. This is what I have now. This is what I need. And it just worked, you know, and she took that rental. Right when I saw it, I was walking through the house and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to leave the house to call this renter up because this is for her. So by being clear on what you're looking for and giving that clarity over and feedback to your agent will help them understand more what you're looking for. So I wanted to discuss that a little bit. And there's a little bit of a touchy subject this week. I was, you know, posting on Instagram and got a lot of feedback. I had a request for this topic, so I'll discuss it a little bit. Um, yes, you have to discuss it with your financial advisor. Obviously, it has to make sense for you and your family. But the idea of renting versus buying. So in some locations, in some marketplaces, it's a no-brainer. Renting versus buying just because the buying is so cheap so obviously that's not the case in brooklyn where i work and where i service my clients so in terms of the renting versus buying if there are some scenarios that someone has a good income has good credit and they just can't seem to put the money down for the down payment 
but they could make the monthly payments. So that makes sense for them to buy. And obviously you're probably thinking, so where are they going to get the down payment from? You don't have to put down a 20% down. Standard, it, where I work, standard is 20% down. I have done homes that were less than that. And sellers, because it's a buyer's market and there's an over inventory of homes, sellers are starting to be more open to the idea of maybe I will take a buyer that's putting down 10%. So I would say if you were trying to buy something two years ago when it was a seller's market, which means sellers probably dictate, not probably, sellers dictated the price wasn't such a high inventory, the homes went quicker, then yeah, you couldn't be choosy on the terms. But now, now sellers are need those offers coming in and they will listen to you know down payments of less than 20%. The average in my marketplace, even though 20% is standard, the average people put 35, 40, even 50%. It's not uncommon um, in the Brooklyn markets that I work in. So, which is Midwood, Madison, not so much Marine Park, um, such a high down payments, but Midwood and Madison primarily. So going back to, does it make sense for a few reasons, renting versus buying? So does buying make sense for you? Obviously the down payment has to come into play and you'll only know that once you run your numbers, figure it out. And, but if you were turned down in the past or you were turned off because you needed that 20%, you could revisit it now when the market is different. And figuring out your numbers backwards, I always like to figure things out like backwards and anything. Like if I need to reach a certain amount of sales or something, I work backwards. So in terms of figuring out what you could afford, sometimes people call me up, buyers, and they really, really don't know where to start. I always advise them when they speak to their mortgage broker, have them make a spreadsheet and figure out what's your monthly payments if you put down this percent down, if you buy in this range. Just let you know approximate a few different numbers it helps you realize like what, what are the monthly payments with taxes and insurance, obviously the total monthly payments. And you always have to give some cushion for, you know, repair work and utilities that are extra in a home that you don't have in an apartment. So there are a lot of different dynamics to that. So if it makes sense financially in terms of you have the money to put down if you figured out your numbers backwards and you're like, you know, I could, I could do the monthly payments. That's not the problem. So that also helps. Another part of renting versus buying, which is sometimes easily overlooked. And a few of my followers on Instagram so kindly reminded me that is someone responsible enough to own a home now? You know, some people just want to be a renter and they, they need to be a renter for a while until they're, I would say, responsible to take care of a home. Not everyone wants that responsibility. Some people don't want it. They don't want to come home and take out the garbage or shovel the snow. And it could be the place they rent. They don't need to do that. So you have to figure out for your family dynamics, does it make sense? Do you have a stable enough job that you can say, I'm going to buy now? So there are you know, a few different reasons why someone would 
you know, stay as a renter and not buy. But I always like to look at buying as like a forced savings. If you know that every month, $3,000 a month is the number that you can manage. So that 3000 if you look at it, what does it translate if I use that for a mortgage, including all the utilities that you need to pay? You're sort of forcing yourself to save that money every month. And it just makes sense. Um, I sit down many, many times with sellers when they're looking for that upgrade. They own a home. It was a starter home for them. It worked up until a certain point. And we'll discuss this, these type of, you know, buyers and sellers, you know, on a different podcast. But just to touch on it lightly, I sit down with them and we just, just on a very basic level, go through their numbers. And you know what? Even when they bought their house and there's certain things they didn't love about it, the parking situation or whatever, the size, they didn't love it. But at the same time, they're so now when they want to sell, instead of having 20% down on that bigger home or instead of waiting and renting till you find that perfect, perfect home, because no home is perfect. Even if it's, I sold a home recently that was stunning, modern, gray and white. Really, I loved it. And, you know, by the closing, I was listening to the buyers and they wanted numbers of painters. And I'm thinking to myself, a painter? Maybe they had to paint their old apartment. I couldn't figure it out. And then as we were talking, I was like, what do you need a painter for? They're like, we're painting the house. They don't like the modern look. And I was like, what? So what you consider perfect is someone else doesn't consider perfect. So there's never going to be that perfect home. But if you find something that like checks off most of the boxes and makes sense, it ends up being like a forced savings that like you're instead of using it for rent, you're just putting it into your home. So I like to look at that important part of buying versus renting and obviously everything everything has to make sense for you to do that just to wrap up today we discussed a little bit about you know looking looking at homes the different etiquette that comes with that giving feedback to the seller to your agent is very beneficial and you know another part of that is Sometimes people tell me, when you find this home, they call me out, they tell me what they're looking for, and I'm like rolling my eyes quietly because like half of Brooklyn is looking for that. But those that just call me and just sort of like stay quiet, they don't come to my open houses, they don't come see listings, they just tell me, when you get that home, just call me first, call me first before you send it out. And I'm thinking to myself, why would I call you first? Sometimes I say it straight out, those who know me. And I'm like, why would I call you first? You don't come to open houses. You don't come see the homes that I thought would be good for you. You're not giving me feedback. So how would I know that the home that I'm not sending out to, you know, 500 other people is good for you? I have so many people in my database. How do I remember you if you're not coming and giving me feedback? So that's also important. I have some buyers who just, when they're driving around, they pop into an open house. Even if they know that house is probably not for them. They just see me there, we talk, we go over what's on the market. And sometimes while we're talking, I'm like, you know what? I just saw this home yesterday. Let's go take a look at it. So, you know, that's important. We spoke today about renting versus buying and everything has to make sense. But there are a lot of positives to the buying over renting. So that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in, getting real with real estate. 
your host, Karen Beffar of the Beffar Team.